0: hello there Vitamizers! welcome back to the how do you health podcast brought to you by msw nutrition here in austin texas my name is allison and your co-hosts for this show as always are baldo garza at tex yogi on instagram as well as jonathan mendoza at nurse doza on instagram super excited about this week's guest but before i introduce her this podcast is brought to you by msw nutrition msw nutrition is a supplement line designed to help support your body in as many ways as possible starting with the liver by helping to repair liver health you're supporting your body's biggest detox organ so that it can do its job taking care of the rest of you we carry supplements to help with mood stress energy weight loss gut health immunity and much more Any product carrying the MSW Nutrition label will be produced in an FDA-certified lab and contain the most bioavailable version of those nutrients possible. Make sure to check out our website at www.mswnutrition.com to see all the latest stacks to help you reach your health goals. This podcast is also brought to you by Athletic Outcomes. Athletic Outcomes is Austin's boutique wellness studio focusing on functional fitness and sports recovery. Located in Southeast Austin, AO provides services such as personal training, group classes, pre- and postnatal training, nutrition coaching, massage therapy, chiropractic, recovery compression boots, and MSW lounge vitamin shots. It's your one-stop shop for health and fitness. Check them out on social media at Athletic Outcomes to stay up to date with their events and programs. This podcast is produced by Flabs to Fitness, Inc. Flabs to Fitness is an online wellness company that specializes in mindful eating, personalized workout programs, and offers a subscription workout program for 20-minute workouts you can do anywhere. We also have a brand new online workout community called Online Workout Badasses, where we have three donation-based Zoom workout classes a week and an amazing community of people who are all working to be healthier together. Please join below in the show notes. It's also a social media content firm for creation and scheduling of content and engagement with your fans on a variety of platforms, including this podcast. Find out more about Flabs to Fitness at www.flabstofitness.com. Today's guest is Scarlett Olson. She is the founder of SoCo Botanicals, which is a natural skincare company here in Austin, Texas. I have been using their products for like six months now and they're incredible. Um I have had a long history with acne and she has found something that not only keeps my skin clear but also like actually makes the skin healthier, the skin itself. You know, a lot of acne products just destroy the acne and then also destroy your skin. Um hers isn't specifically an acne product. It's just a skin health product and as a result, my skin is healthier and the acne is still gone. So really excited to share this conversation um, about her journey with you guys. The boys sat down with her a few weeks ago and she's super cool. So here is Scarlett Olson on the How Do You Health podcast
1: all right guys welcome to the how do you health podcast it's friday the 21st once again we got the four thirty slot and uh we have scarlett olson from uh, soko Botanical. she's the owner um we're going to be talking about all sorts of things with skin care and uh, i know that there's something uh, to talk about as far as like black mold and lyme disease and autoimmune disorders but definitely going to be talking about skin care and uh, of course we got nurse doza and i'm tex Mex yogi so let's go ahead and get the party started. So the
2: path to health and wellness started, what, a few years ago with you, and you found out a couple of health issues that you were dealing with that led to you understanding more about yourself, your health, and how to, I guess, take control of it, right? Yeah. So so tell us what happened that made you, like, say, oh, my gosh, I got to, like, change things for the better.
3: Well, uh, I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's when I was 27. And so I had to make some lifestyle changes and uh, you know, started taking some supplements and diet and got, kind of, got a low carb diet going, um, kind of got on the keto diet. But um, in 2013, I got bit by a tick and was diagnosed with Lyme. And actually I wasn't diagnosed right away. I just got really sick. And I thought that I had Lyme, but I tested negative for it twice and then um i was also living in a house with toxic mold so i what i didn't know at the time is there's kind of a lime mold connection mm-hmm. and so if you have a, if you have lime you're going to be a lot more susceptible to developing like a toxic mold sensitivity yeah so um yeah so during that time i you know quit everything that i was doing i was singing in a band um, and I had been performing for years uh, in Austin um, as a singer, and I had to just quit everything I was doing and focus on my health for a couple of years, and um, I was really, really sick. Um, There was at least about six months of my life where I couldn't get out of bed, and there was about a whole year where I just did not know what was going on. I mean, I couldn't function. A friend of mine came and was like just, you know, live in my spare bedroom. You know, I basically, you know, moved out of my house because I I knew that my house was making me sick. And, um, and so stayed over there and I just went from doctor to doctor to doctor. I had three doctors who basically fired me, (laughs) who they were like, we just can't help, help you because, um, they didn't, I was testing negative for everything. Like they, they were like, your blood work is fine. But um, I had major joint pain, uh, a lot of trouble walking, trouble with speech, trouble understanding anything, just very much a lot of difficulty concentrating. And, um, you know, as I came to found, find out that the whole Lyme community is pretty frustrated about this because um, most of the time, if you're diagnosed with Lyme or black mold, they want to put you on antidepressants. And they're like, oh, you know have you thought about seeing a counselor to talk about your feelings and you know and you're going I'm I'm definitely ill like I'm so sick
1: you're like I'm not I'm this not is not my mind thinking that something's exa- wrong with me
3: yes exactly and so it can be super frustrating and so I I started you know buying supplements you know trying to self-diagnose Google and um, you know, getting onto online forums to look at my symptoms, but I had tested negative for twice twice for Lyme, and it's, it was the antibody test. And so the antibody test, um, I guess, is like the regular blood test mm-hmm. that they do, but the problem is that Lyme flies underneath the uh, radar of your immune system. So you don't always create the antibody for it. And I remember during that time, I remember feeling like my immune system wasn't kicking in, where. I would never get sick with colds like I was even though I had had Hashimoto's and I had kind of had that you know I was managing it with you know medication and I was pretty healthy before I got bit by this tick and um, and so um, yeah so I uh, ended up finding out about the elixir I know hygienics Mm-hmm. There's Alyssa and Igenics. I took the Igenics test, mm-hmm. and that was like two years later. It was um, it was Doctor Huron B. Caves actually uh, that helped me. I think Pauline Martin. Um, yep. oh, yeah. And um, and so I finally got my diagnosis uh, for that. And then I went to an ear, nose, and throat doctor who did a swab of my sinuses, and uh, it grew mold. And so I had my two diagnoses, and I was so happy to at least have a real diagnosis because i had bartonella um and and then aurelia which causes lyme and so bartonella is like a co-infection so um and then and then i also had like this sinus uh problem with with uh mold. With mold yeah so i was super sick and it was just you know it was a it was a real journey but what once I had my diagnosis I... Wait
1: so how long was this journey of like you trying to figure out what was going on? About two years. Wow okay yeah. that's a, that's that's a lot of ma- that's a lot of time. Yeah. It right was, for doctors to just be dismissive about like well I don't know what's mm-hmm. wrong.
3: Yeah exactly and um, you know I mean it's not to say that I don't have any faith in Western medicine because you know if you have an accident and you need surgery I mean there's some amazing surgeons out there, and uh, you know, I have a lot of respect for doctors, but in this case, in this kind of rare, you know, disease kind of situation, they were not able to help me um, until, well, until I found Pauline Martin, functional medicine doctor, and uh, and then uh, they kind of recommended a few different, like homeop- homeopathy. They recommended um, some different supplements, but what ended up helping me. W- the most, so I was happy to have the diagnosis from them, but what helped me the most was uh, I went to Dr. Bandy and and he gave me some herbs and uh, apparently, you know, he muscle tests you and he figures out, well, one herb uh, will kill the Lyme disease and the other one will um, break up the biofilm. And he was like, you're going to feel worse before you're going to feel better Um, and it's going to take about three to four months before you even start seeing an improvement. You're going to have to take these herbs every day for a year and a half and sure enough in that after a year and a half, um, I mean exactly what he said would happen, my symptoms got worse for about four months and then they started getting better and then after a year and a half I was totally free of Lyme symptoms, Um, went back and retested um, with him muscle testing and I've gone back many times since and he's like, you don't even need to be muscle tested anymore, so you're free of Lyme. And I feel like I am because, I mean, I haven't had a blood test to confirm that I'm Lyme-free, but I haven't had a symptom of Lyme in years. So, um, but I do still have Hashimoto, so I still have to deal with that, take medication, But, um, but yeah, so that has been a really interesting journey, but during that time, you know, I had a big life change because I, you know, had been a musician. I was, you know, very actively pursuing a music career. Um, I was like singing, you know, recording music, and I was just 100% doing that uh, every day. And I had started this skincare line, actually, the year that I got sick. The year I got bit by the tick, like around the time when I had launched this skincare brand, um, and so. I had already kind of set up some things for the business so I you know it was a baby business at the time Um, but I you know during the time when I was recovering I built my little business from my laptop at home and uh, and so and then during that time I also found like you know this great formulator who does uh, non-toxic preservatives and so it's just been it's been really cool because I did you know I went to art school. I was a musician. Like I didn't think I would ever know anything about business, um, and it's been like the coolest thing to learn. It's almost like the most creative thing I've ever done has been building this business. So um, it's been very, it's been very exciting. Yeah. At, you know, of course, being when you're chronically ill like that, and then you get well. You're you're like oh my gosh I've got the yeah. second lease on life you you know you're so great you're so thankful yeah. for the for every day well, and it just changes changes your perspective yeah. so.
1: and, and and there's a couple of things on all that from the sense that like a lot of times we do we run into people that are having an issue that they can't figure out and it's always like. From, from your story, you can tell, that, look, it's a long process. It was yeah. Because even after the two years before you even figured out what you needed to work on, it was still like another year and a half before, like, okay, I feel like I'm good now. Yeah. Right? So it's like it's still a long process, but it's still better than, like, having to live like that for the rest of your life, right? Yeah. So So there's one thing is, like, hey, it's never like an easy, like, here's the here's the easy fix. It's yeah. never like that, right? Cause right. The, easy a- the the good answers are never the easy ones. Is the ones that you have to really understand and put forth to. But yeah. as far as, like, your business goes, like, it, so there wasn't really a tie-in from, like, your Lyme disease into your, into your skincare company, or was that from maybe your Hashimoto's? Or? Yeah,
3: it was more from the Hashimoto's. So I had, um, I had already started the skincare line, like I said, but, uh, but it just kind of affirmed how important it was to to be chemical free and you know there's always this temptation you know for organic brands you can still have an organic skincare line you know certified organic but you can swap a chemical on it for a preservative and they still call it organic and so it was just a passion of mine just because you know getting chemicals out of my life was such a big part of my recovery um, and so it was extremely important to me to stay non-toxic to never you know to never compromise on that um, You know on on any toxic chemicals in the skincare. so we've kept it really pure, you know, like we have different uh, preservative systems, so like we'll use like Uh, type of kind of colloidal still is not colloidal silver, but it's a type of kind of silver Preservative along with like a grapefruit seed extract along with a honeysuckle and so I've got this uh, Formulator who who does that and that's her specialty is doing non non non-toxic preservatives And so, you know, that is something I'm really proud of with our business um, with our you know with our products is that I can make that brand promise to Our clients that you know we're we're never going to put something that's a questionable or iffy ingredient um, you know in the products and so uh, when you put those chemicals on your skin your liver and your kidneys have to process it and there's bioaccumulation over time can accumulate in your fat cells and so um, you know those long term you know we don't know all of the dangers of that because the FDA does approve of certain chemicals that don't kill you right now, but it might kill you thirty years from now you know for cancer you know so these types of um, questionable and heavy ingredients a lot of them you just don't know how much they're gonna affect you down the road so um, so we've not only kept our skincare brand really pure but super concentrated so one of the things that we um, our, our best-selling product, the Soko Symphony um, Anti-Aging Elixir. It's, uh, it's a face oil, uh, everything is all in one bottle and it's designed to replace your cream, serum, eye cream, so everything all in one layer. So it's very uh, simple and easy to use, but it's super concentrated. Um, one of the things that Soko Botanicals skincare represents is um, that it, there's, there's no layers. Um, so a lot of skincare companies, you know, the, the gimmick in the market today that's very typical is that you put on your your spray toner and your serum and your vitamin C serum and your hyaluronic acid serum and then you put all of this stuff on your face. Um, you know, then you put your face oil. I mean, and let's see, and then your night cream and your day cream, your eye cream on top of that, and every single one of those layers has a layer of preservatives yep. so not only are you putting fillers they can clog your pores when you do this skincare layering routine but you're also layering your skin with preservatives um, and so with oil uh, we we don't have to put preservatives in the moisturizer so that's our you know the one that you know stays on your skin all day long and it has like the antioxidants and the vitamin E but oils are shelf stable so you don't actually have to put any kind of preservatives. So the preservative systems that I'm talking about that applies to our water-based rinse off applications like the mask and, and the uh, face wash and so you're not leaving that on your skin all day even though ours are non-toxic you know it wouldn't hurt you. but. Um, but generally, it's great that you know our moisturizer is everything you need in one bottle, and it it has no preservatives, what you know whatsoever. That's just, awesome. Just the non yeah, just like the vitamin E um, tocopherols. So um so that is you know our best selling product. That's a Soko Symphony, and it's super concentrated. It's like an dark orange oil. (laughs) Actually, it's not dark orange, but it looks orange in the bottle and then it comes out kind of a clear orange. And so, but the reason why it's orange is because we don't dilute the important ingredients. And so, sea bug thorn oil, rosehip oil, coenzyme Q10, um, it's super concentrated with those anti-aging ingredients, and so um, it uh, is very effective because it absorbs, so the oils absorb um, easy, better than cream, mm-hmm. So, and I'll explain that in a minute, but, uh, but those ingredients, since they're super concentrated, they, they soak into your skin and deliver those anti-aging ingredients, um, you know, they absorb better at a deeper level of your skin. So if you put a face cream on as your moisturizer, then usually that involves like xanthan gum and emulsifiers and these wax-based ingredients and water-based ingredients, and then chemicals on top of that. And so cream can actually clog your pores and, and then it has chemicals and fillers in it. So um, with an oil-based moisturizer, moisturizer, I'm a very big fan of using oils as your moisturizer. Um, it actually doesn't leave your skin greasy and it soaks into your skin and um and then you get results much quicker. Yeah. So yeah. So that's kind of the thing that we that Soca represents is um the oil based skincare moisturizer, everything you need in one bottle. Yeah.
2: So let me ask you this. Um I love I love all the the detail to the ingredients like because I, I'm a, i I'm a believer that you have to know everything that you're putting in your body because it will affect you to some degree. Like yeah. you, you're a prime example of that with, with the lime, for example. Can you explain? Uh, you're talking about the preservatives and the chemicals uh, that are in there. I think you refer to them as endocrine disruptors. Mm-hmm. Can you can you elaborate a little bit more on that?
3: The, if you have an exposure to those kind of hormones, it can actually cause the um, like cause cancer yeah. and cause um, your yeah. I don't know if it's a inflammatory response. Yeah,
2: I think that's what it is. Mm -hmm. So so this is probably what your uh, formulator would probably be thinking. Um, A woman makes a different several different kinds of estrogens Mm -hmm. uh the term xenoestrogens Mm -hmm. and phytoestrogens i'm sure you're Mm -hmm. familiar with right Mm -hmm. so anything that disrupts the endocrine system means that it produces an inflammatory hormone when it should be producing a normal non-inflammatory hormone so like pesticides herbicides chemical Mm -hmm. compounds can produce inflammatory estrogen because it mimics Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. idea that your body's trying to produce estrogen right Mm -hmm. so like one thing that i think is an example of um of, of toxins it would be like uh, antiperspirant
3: mm-hmm.
2: so like antiperspirant has like parabens in it it has mm-hmm. aluminum in it um it doesn't allow your toxins to release from your armpits yeah and so those toxins along with whatever chemicals you put in your body stay within your system yeah and they go into like your lymph nodes yeah right so like anything that you place on your skin gets absorbed so the preservatives this is what's frustrating from like a, a nutritional standpoint we have to tell everyone what's in all our products yeah from your standpoint you yeah. choose to yeah you don't have to
3: yeah no we do we okay have to. yeah by FDA regulations we have to um, put everything you know on the label okay so, yeah absolutely
2: so so when you put something on the label like not y'all but like uh, um, a skincare company mm-hmm. you have to label you have to tell the ingredients but no one really knows what some of those ingredients are Mm -hmm. Right? Like sodium, Mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. Right. Right.
3: right. Yeah. So we do, we promise that everything is going to be, you know, paraben free and everything is going to be non-toxic. And so like any ingredient that, that we, that my formulator puts in the products, like she knows that it cannot have any of that. So.
2: Yeah. mm -hmm. So what's your thought on sunblock and sunscreen?
3: Well, so the, yeah, so oxybenzone and the sunscreen chemicals are some of the most toxic chemicals um, and are known to cause cancer and birth defects. Um, So um, we, I don't use sunscreen, personally. Uh, We don't have sunscreen product, uh, but our face oil actually does have red raspberry seed oil, which is naturally high in SPF. And so ever since, I mean, I used to wear sunscreen every single day um, every day, like a, an SPF-10. Sure. I mean, you, we were taught that. You yeah. know, Women are taught, oh, you have to wear sunscreen every day. And so I started, um, you know, using that, and I developed sunspots and wrinkles when I was, like, 25 years old. and But I was wearing sunscreen every day. And then when I switched to oils and I started using the red raspberry seed oil, my sunspots and my wrinkles – I mean, I have better skin at age 41 than I did when I was 25, and I think that had a lot to do with you know getting the chemicals out of my you know off of my skin and using the non-toxic um, you know skincare products. So.
2: Yeah yeah Yeah. it goes down to the shampoo the the conditioner the gel the Mm -hmm. hairspray uh women obviously you have so much more you put on your face right obviously than guys like you know like i'm not putting lipstick on and you know they care more right (laughs) but you still have to think like all those things i know people say not test on animals but i'm saying what are they testing on humans like what is the chemicals that are in there right and if i can't pronounce an ingredient i don't I don't eat it. So what does it look like when it's like something I put on my scalp? Like if I don't know what it is, I don't want to put it. Like um, coal tar. So I have dandruff Mm -hmm. and I was using Neutrogena for a while. Mm -hmm. And then I started reading about coal tar because that's like the active ingredient that helps. Mm -hmm. And I read how bad it was. Mm -hmm. Like it's a carcinogenic. Yeah. So what you're basically telling me is there's chemicals out there that are known preservatives to be carcinogenic. Yeah. And you made something very clear. You said you won't know if it truly does cause it right. until like 20, 30 years come down the road.
3: Yes, that's right. And what's really interesting is when, you know, when I started the skincare brand, I started uh, going to different manufacturers because, you know, I really needed to find manufacture for my brand. I mean, I've toured so many different manufacturers. The big ones, mostly in Dallas, that's where like the skincare manufacturing industry is. And uh, you would walk in no. and the, the, the people that run those places – mean their skin is they look like crap (laughs) and actually the the place where i have everything manufactured now they're like a natural you know non-toxic professional manufacturer and they don't have bad skin yeah (laughs) but there were so many places where i went and um and tried to kind of talk them into doing natural manufacturing and uh and they would kind of you know balk at my ingredients and they would say well we don't we don't even know what that ingredient is you know like sea buckthorn oil or something that's really common in the natural industry they they didn't know where to get it because they're just only using chemicals all the time yeah. to make skincare and I remember just seeing these people's faces and I was like man like I could really help them you know because their skin is terrible yet they work in the skincare industry it's just really telling of like the results um, you know, I hope no, none of them are. you talking talk. About no, it's fine. <laughs> call them out. That's I call feel them out. Bad, but
2: no, call them out. If it's know. a doctor, if it's a doctor telling me yeah. about nutrition and they have a belly hanging over their their, bu- their uh, belt buckle, yeah, I'm not listening to them about nutrition.
3: Yeah, it's the
2: same deal. It's like, why would you listen to someone about skincare when yeah. they don't know how to take care of themselves?
3: Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, but yeah, we've had you know a lot of people send you know love letters like. That their skin is better than it was 20 years ago and you know that's really what keeps me going I'm just really grateful that um, you know, our clients are so happy and getting the results that they want so
2: yeah yeah so you've been around seven years now yes seven years uh-huh. okay let's focus on the the business side of it so you had no business background before this
3: I had no business background I had no chemistry background so I'm more of the creative side of things but I learned everything about business in this process you know it was was just pure determination Um, I was fortunate to um, know a lot of entrepreneurs know a lot of business people uh, that would just mentor me and help me and answer you know answer questions Um, and uh, and then one of my best friends is our CFO and she's just worked for you know 30 years as a CFO, and she does CFO work for for a lot of different companies, um, but she's doing CFO work for us, um, which is, like, great because, um, you know, it's hard to find somebody at her level um, to make sure that the business side is um, taken care of and everything done correctly. But, yeah, just putting a team together and meeting the right people, putting our team of formulators. I have, so I've got a professional formulator, who does the non-toxic preservatives, of course, and then I have an aromatherapist who does that part. Um, I have um, a different chemists that I have uh, consulted with over the years here and there on different formulations. I've got an esthetician who I consult with, so um, you know, and I'm very creatively involved in the research side of the formulas, So, um, so it's there are a lot of eyes that go into each and every one of these products so we make sure that everybody you know fine tunes it yeah which is really cool so
2: so how many people are on your staff
3: so I've got one full-time person besides me um, and then gosh we've got about six part-time people
2: so all, all doing various different various things. Various
3: different things,
2: yeah. So, so would, how, how big is your role? Like I know you're obviously the owner, but what other hats are you wearing?
3: So I'm trying to be as much of a CEO as possible <laughs> um, because I used to do everything. But, uh, but now every time I find myself doing a task that is not CEO work, I write a, um, an SOP.
2: <laughs> oh yeah.
3: Standard operating. System. Yeah, yeah, of you know, course. They oh, put yeah. it Together and say, okay, I'm doing too much of this, so I'm going to write an SOP and hand it to this person. So, in you know, in the last couple of years, it's been just more and more of that of delegating. I mean, I worked full time, you know, every day. I work full time. I still work too much, uh, but but I'm able to kind of focus on some of the higher level stuff. But I do. I would say there is a role. We have a graphic designer, but there is a role that I sometimes jump into, and that's graphic design, because that's my background. So that makes art, sense. Yeah, art and design.
2: That's so. really cool. So, what what's the coolest thing you like about being the boss?
3: About being the boss? Yeah. Oh well, I love working with people. I love, um, you know, every single one of the people on our team uh, are amazing and. Um, when i feel like i'm making a difference in people's lives it's that's makes me feel very very grateful yeah so
2: would you do it all over again
3: oh yeah definitely yeah yeah and i actually you know people you know say well, would you do anything differently well i'm glad that i started small and didn't Uh, didn't have any investor money. So we had to figure it out. I figured it out, just growing really slowly, um, market testing. Um, I spent the most money in the beginning on R&D, you know, Mm -hmm. just making sure that our products were amazing. And so, um, but, yeah, so that was, you know, for many years, just kind of break even. And, uh, but at the same time, it's been really gratifying experience um um, yeah just getting to do what I get to do every day so
2: has your mindset changed on how you view things in this world since you're now an uh, an owner of a successful business
3: oh definitely I mean it's exciting um I didn't think that I could ever do this yeah why I I mean you kind of You can kind of get stuck in the mindset of, well, I I can't do that because I've never done it before.
2: Yeah,
3: sure. And uh, I actually took the Landmark Forum a while back. um, And in the Landmark Forum, they teach you that you can do things that you've never done before. And it's just mind-blowing. I mean, it sounds really simple, but um, you create the possibility of doing something new and... You create it every day. So every day you can create something new. Whereas a lot of people will say, well, I can't do that because I've never done it in the past. Yeah. And so, um, you know, getting past that self limiting belief uh, definitely was something that I had to fight every single day. I mean, it's, you know, you wake up and say, okay, well, I've never done this before, but I'm going to do it today. So,
2: yeah. And yeah. You have to tell yourself that there's no other choice, right? Like, I have to do this. Yeah, like yeah, and so there's been plenty of things from a startup standpoint that I can Mm -hmm. we can relate to as well, and say uh, when those times when you could have taking this road but you took this one instead hopefully you look back on it just very quickly and say like is this the right way to do it because if there's no template for it Mm -hmm. you're making every decision on your own almost in the dark like you're throwing darts in the dark to be like I hope this is the route we're going almost like you're leading yourself in the dark yeah I I think it's smart to not take investor money Mm -hmm. if you if you don't know what you have on your hands yeah right like mm-hmm. i'm sure you were presented with people who are like all invested in you
3: yeah I, yeah absolutely i mean i had a lot of i had 10 investors lined up one time and um, i wrote i mean i wrote several business plans uh, we were going to do like you know $10,000 from 10 investors we were going to raise $100,000 like kind of early on and and i just thought you know i can do this without them you know and so i kept pushing it off and I kept pushing it off, and um, and then actually um, recently, you know, Tito Beverage, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I talked to him, and and he was like, "Whatever you do, don't get, get investors." <laughs> he said that when he was um, getting started, he tried to get investors too, and uh, nobody wanted to invest. But then when he got big and successful, um, everybody wanted to invest. So. That was definitely a big piece of advice that he gave me. And then he also said, you know, delegate. Learn to delegate. Yeah. That was – he was like, delegate and work with people that you really like and just enjoy, enjoy what you do. And then when you go to work, it's fun because you're hanging out with all your friends. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So how are you managing people now when, when you first started? How different is it?
3: Um, well – I think you just kind of learn as you go. Yeah. Um, I see. I see that my role is that I'm there to serve them. I am there to help them, and you know they have my cell phone number. I'm there for them whenever they need me, but I also want them to be empowered. So I spent like half a year of my life writing SOPs for everything. Um, screenshots, you know, presentations uh, in Google Sheets and just making sure that everybody had step-by-step what they needed for every single task and then just being available for them. So if I'm not there for them or if they're making mistakes, that's my fault. So um, I've kind of taken on that that mindset because I want them to stay with me forever. Like I want to make sure that they're happy. So um, if you know, if some, when I see organizations where people are not happy, people are quitting, people are you know, or the boss is you know firing someone because they don't think that the person's done their job. I mean, I'm a small company, you know, compared to, to some of the big organizations. But I'm like, man, if somebody's not doing their job the way you want. It to be done then maybe you should get in and help them so that's kind of my mindset and I it's been really cool because the people that I work with are my closest friends and um, and I you know I hope that they would say that I'm doing a good job <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah yeah That it, but it's tough though right because mm-hmm. you're messing with people's like means of living right I've learned very early on like you mess with people's money Especially if they're working for you, like yeah. you've got to make sure you take care of them with the pay yeah. because that, that loses a trust factor that you can't really get back that easily. Yeah. Right. And people want to buy into what you're doing. yeah. Right? I mean, what's the interview process like? Do you ask them questions about where do you stand on sustainability and, you know, preservatives and all, I mean, what do you ask them?
3: You know, like the last girl that I hired, um, who is like my right hand girl, uh, I really, she didn't really know everything about sustainability, and, um, but she was willing to learn, and she's really excited about it now, um, but it's more of getting to know someone as a person, um, you know, how committed, you know, is she to her job, and learning, and enjoying the process, and, um, attitude, someone who has a great attitude, um, someone who's smart pick things picks things up quickly Um, so but uh, yeah so I mean I I don't expect all of my clients to understand everything about skincare I mean I I'm happy to teach them I'm happy to you know show them why this way of doing skincare is better so
2: yeah it's more about teachability right like mm-hmm. you want I, I forgot who said it recently it's like I don't really care what their skill set is yeah because that doesn't mean anything like yeah great you were able to figure out how to do this and get you to this point but how are you thinking on the spot how are you with creative uh, constructive criticism how are you with the ability to uh, face a challenge that you've maybe failed at two or three times yeah right? like I want I want a person who's faced adversity and how overcome it how do you react yeah yeah how do you respond
3: yeah yeah, absolutely.
1: How many how many products do you guys? Uh, so
3: we have three core products. Um, it is the, uh, the Symphony anti Aging Elixir, but we actually have a men's and a women's of that. And then we have a facial scrub, which is a, also a mask. And then we have a uh, gel face wash that has hyaluronic acid and um, is like a hydrating and also have, has the fruit acids. So it, it can double as like a, a mask that... Gives you a gentle peel and hydrates your skin at the same time. So all of our products are dual purpose. So fewer products, um, more concentration, more nutrition in each one of them. Um, And so those are our three core products. We also have amazing um, hand and body oil uh, that's, like, really good for chapped hands in winter. Um, Smells amazing. And then we have a line of lip balms um, and... um, and then we have some bath soaps. So, so it's a simplified uh, skincare line, but we are planning on going to um, hair care and supplements also.
2: Yeah. The road. Mm-hmm. Nice. What supplements are you thinking about doing?
3: Well, just some of the ones that I have that have really helped me. So, you know, kind of going along with the simplified um, lifestyle, mm-hmm. and um, like for instance, CoQ10 is an amazing one. But you know, right now I take a whole bunch of different pills. So I take the minerals, and I take the CoQ10 and the PQQ, and I take uh, just um, let's see, vitamin D, zinc, vitamin C. So I take a whole bunch. So I I'm interested in doing like fewer supplements in one. Um, down the road, kind of going along along with our skincare brand and just offering um, you know fewer pills or fewer or maybe even a drink supplement so yeah. we haven't fully explored it but um, but giving someone you know offering a supplement that is everything you need and, and you know
2: fewer capsules it, it complements the skincare line yes right
3: yes definitely yeah,
2: yeah. so it's maybe like a protocol like a because I mean there might be stuff that it's better to take as a pill than to put topically maybe like for absorption does that does that make a difference would you say it would be better to absorb topically over like an oral
3: Yeah, well, so I think it's important to take both because, um, like, our our skin, our face oil, that one has a very good dose of... Coenzyme Q10 in it, mm-hmm. which is known to increase your collagen production. It's known to disperse mel. It's been clinically proven to disperse melanin in the skin, so so it can really help to reduce sunspots. Um, so that is like a vitamin that d- absorbs right into the skin and works right at that, the skin level. But it's also amazing to take internally, so you you know it helps with your heart and it's an antioxidant. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Um, you know i'm just a big fan of taking care from from the inside out and and the outside in like i mean you have to um, just anything that is going to go on your skin is going in your body so it's both ways
2: yeah yeah that's cool so i mean you essentially you kind of almost look like your skincare product as a supplement anyway right i mean it's just it's another form of it absolutely right
3: yes and we would kind of call it like a superfood for your skin so yeah yeah, yeah, it's not your typical skincare line with a bunch of, you know, layers with chemicals, so it's, yeah. it's a superfood, you know, supplement, but it is, we did have it formulated to be the perfect level of um, of oiliness versus a dry oil which is a more absorbent oil so it's very it's a very good moisturizer so it's designed to be like the perfect moisturizer but being an oil it delivers those anti-aging ingredients to the place of the skin so
2: that's cool yeah. um would y'all ever looking at like stem cells
3: um so i actually did look into that a while <laughs> back not for not for our brand, but uh, for our spa, which is closed right now because of COVID. Um, But we have a a store and spa um, in South Congress um, and uh, off of St. Elmo Road. So, mm -hmm. and so we actually um, thought about, there was an esthetician who was gonna work there who worked with stem cells. And so I, I, I looked into it and it really like, it really scared me so after just kind of doing a little bit of research I mean I know that they can be amazing I just thought I don't want to get into that so it's too, many,
2: too many what ifs and question marks about what could happen
3: yeah yeah I mean well I mean for instance like there have been people who got um, injections of stem cells into their their face and uh, you know grew Bones in their eyeball, you know, it, it, things like that. Like literally, had to have surgery to remove bones growing out of their eyeball. So, I mean, s- you know, stem cells can, um, you know, they can kind of have a mind of their own. From what I understand, I mean, I am not an expert on that, but the, I, I, I just read enough concerning articles that that I didn't want to get into it.
2: Yeah, be conservative, right?
3: But I'm also, I mean, I'm not an expert on that. I mean, people who know what they're doing they can they can get into
2: that but well it's also like we've had this discussion all the time too it's like we there's so many things you could do yeah it's like do you stay in your own lane and just own up to like the things you know you're good at
3: yes exactly
2: yeah i mean that's i mean you said you have three main products mm-hmm. like that's simple mm-hmm. right this one company a supplement company said we have 80 products
3: Yeah,
2: and we have right now, I think what, 15, 12 and we're 12, about to, 15. we're about to get like three more. Yeah. So to me, I'm like, I'd rather do a slow growth yeah. rather than do like 20, 30 things all at once because there's also an educational piece to each one of those. Why do I take this one Yeah. over this one? Yeah. Right. So what, um, so you have, I know you said earlier before you like on Amazon, you have your storefront. Mm-hmm. What's been like your your best reach like what what do you suggest to people like when if they're trying to design their own company like what what route should they go as far as marketing
3: well I mean I started off with Shopify as a website and um, there and then just you know marketing with you know Facebook advertising Google Pinterest um, Instagram and then I got on Amazon and spent four years studying amazon and learned everything um i mean i actually did have a marketing uh well and you asked me like what are some of the things that you end up doing marketing is one of the things i end up doing well actually advertising so like ppc bids management i end up um you know like tinkering with that when i i have someone who does it but I, i kind of feel like I'm doing it better.
2: So. <laughs> <laughs> I know the feeling. <laughs> so,
3: um, but uh, but then, so got an Amazon and just studied that for four years and learned everything that I could learn about Amazon PPC, and um, and just ran my own campaigns for a while. Worked with a few agencies. Ended up not working with them. You know, kind of brought it back internally to do it. Um, and Amazon is a beast. Um, Amazon can pull the rug out from under you any time they want. Um, I've had my product, products delisted multiple times on Amazon. Um, one was my face wash, my organic face wash. Uh, just I woke up one day and my listing was down and you don't ever want that to happen because then you lose momentum and it takes a lot of advertising dollars to get on page one and then if you're not on page one for a couple days then it'll take you months to recover so momentum and like is very important on Amazon like you never ever want to run out of stock Um, it's kind of you know said the the number one rule on Amazon is don't ever run out of stock or you lose that front-page status and so um, but I woke up one day and it was gone and I was like, where's my listing? And I called Amazon, and uh, and they said, well, it's been taken down because you didn't include batteries. What? <laughs> yes, exactly. So I was like, what do you mean batteries? And they said, oh, well, you know, your product is um, a set of speakers requiring batteries, and you didn't include batteries, so we had to take your product down, and I was like, this is this is doesn't make any sense. I mean, my product had been on there for over a year. And uh, so it turned out that somebody in Amazon China had put up a set of speakers and used the same SKU and the, you know, basically the wires got crossed and they took down my listing and it took me several days to get it back. So there, every Amazon seller has a story like that where you're like, what happened? And so um, you don't um, you don't want to put all of your eggs in the Amazon basket but Amazon has been really good for growth. Um, we've reached people that we never would have reached um, if we hadn't been on Amazon and um, you know it's a great platform to be on I you know I think but it can take many years to kind of, Get some real momentum going, and stay on front page, and get your Amazon subscribers. Um, I definitely would recommend it for you guys, like, to to try it out. Just. Call me when your product yeah. is stealing
2: it and <laughs> I'll help you to get out of it. Well, you're going to probably have to, like, write a book on how to, like, sell on Amazon because we've heard the same thing. We've said, uh, I think it's like a 100 mm-hmm. count or something to start off. Like you said, you can't go below that because that's the case. It's almost like trying to demo in Whole Foods. If you screw up one time, they'll never invite you back again. Yeah. And so we're just very cautious on that idea because yeah. if you can not get we – were, we're having problems with the inventory chain. Like, uh, I think maybe a year and a half ago, right? Year. I would say, yeah. yeah. And so people, oh, you should be on Amazon. We're like, I don't know, man. Like, if we can't get our inventory right, like, I I don't want that to, like, lose momentum for us. Yeah. And then we didn't do it the right way. Yeah. But, but nowadays, with people starting businesses, you said you started everything from, like, a phone and a laptop. I mean, that's mm-hmm. essentially what you can do now. It's yeah. it's almost like it's easier now than ever yeah. to start an online business. Yeah. 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 So is this going to lead to something bigger, a bigger company, more products, other companies? Like, what, what do you see this turning into?
3: Yeah. So, definitely, I mean, I want to get, I want to do a, an all in one hair care line um, just one shampoo, conditioner, and then one leave in uh, application that's non toxic and uh, along with our brand promises. Um, and then, like I said, the supplements. Um, and uh, but I am I'm I'm not wanting to expand just for the sake of expansion like we have brand loyalty because people know that we're not going to sell them a bunch of stuff that they don't need Um, we're putting more high quality ingredients and fewer products so that really does bring a type of brand loyalty so if I go and say okay, well, we're going to give you these, you know, 20 other products that you don't need, then that kind of would kill our brand. So um, we have to be really careful um, with brand expansion. So anything that we develop is going to be very carefully curated, just like all of our current products. Um, And, uh, um, oh, and then makeup. That's another thing that I'd like to do is um, a makeup, like a nutritional makeup line where the... There's nutritional oils and vitamins in the makeup. So that's cool. Yeah, so that's kind of. What so you're
2: really a vitamin company. That's really <laughs> what you are. It's starting to sound like it. it I, does. yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's cool, though.
3: Yeah. Well, well definitely. I mean, it, you know, it comes from my uh, experience in needing to. Take care of my health. Yeah. So. So you're trying to help maybe other people can, do it. Maybe we can co-brand right. a yeah. product. That's, yes, cool. exactly. that's cool. That's cool. I like maybe it. we
1: can we can co-brand a product. We can work on one together. I would I would love that.
2: I That'd think cool. that's cool. Yeah. Like
1: yeah. a hormone balancing cream or something. Imagine. Cool.
2: I just I think I think it's so great what you're doing because uh, we have a lot of friends in like CPG and and they did that because there was a problem they saw. Yeah. And they said I couldn't find the answer, so I had to create one. Yes right that's Mm -hmm. that's your story is that even though you didn't directly do it because of the issues you were dealing with you said I don't want someone else to go through these same problems yeah you know like I want to give them an option to where they can educate themselves and say hey there's something out there that could help you and if not maybe more add more benefit to your health you know I mean everyone wants anti-aging but imagine if you're saying well what if it's internally to out Like, what if we take care of stuff inside and it rises to the surface to where you basically build beauty from the inside out?
3: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, back when I was 27 and I told you I was kind of getting started on switching from cream to using oils, um, I actually was searching for the perfect face oil, and I didn't find it on the market. There you go. And all the face oils were kind of watered down and kind of a clear color because, you know, there was no uh, concentrated nutrition in it. And um, and so I I started mixing stuff in my kitchen, I was, like just for myself. That's actually kind of how I got started. That's so, cool. But before I ever put anything on the market, I hired professionals that were... Formulators, but I'm very like I said from the very beginning. I've been a very big creative part of the um, formulation product process, which is really exciting. I really enjoy form- formulating. That's so, cool. I like yeah. that part
2: too. I like that part too. Well, yeah. well, cool. So um, for the Austin people who are here in town, where do they find you?
3: SocoBotanicals.com.
2: Okay, storefront's not open right now.
3: So it's open by appointment only right now. So yeah, we're. We did unfortunately had had to close. We were offering massages and facials, um, and that is on hold for the moment.
2: Because it's considered non-essential right now, right? Which is kind of ridiculous.
3: Well, we were allowed to open in July, and um, but our main massage therapist, uh, he ended up, um, you know just making a decision for him and his family not to do massage therapy Mm. anymore so uh so we have another massage therapist that's going to start in september which i'm really excited about so that you can actually book online um for her and then um facials we haven't gotten facials going yet so but uh but yeah, kind of like reopening is gonna be kind of a slow process. So everything's by appointment only. But uh, but yeah, for our skincare products, um, go to socobotanicals.com and uh, if you sign up on our our page there, then you can get your 15% off coupon. So, Sweet, cool, yeah. awesome.
1: Well, thank you guys so much. This is the How Do You Help podcast. Oh, 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 oh,